Podcast, featuring Jamie, Mike, and Steve. Here at the Nothing But Net Podcast, I'm your host, Steve Carter. It is officially All-Star Weekend. We've had an, ex- I don't know, I wouldn't say it was a disappointing night last night. I thought there was some excitement. Um, it is the last day before the season really picks up and we go for the sprint to the finish line with uh, a lot of meaningful games that are going to be played down the stretch here, especially when we're talking about that West. Um, here with me today are my guys. Mike, how we doing, my dude? Doing pretty well. Um, some things to talk about from last night. Um, the areas where we might have been surprised and not surprised. So um, looking forward to talking about that and kind of the NBA season thus far and the All Star game as well. So looking forward to it. What's going on, Jay? Not too much, man. Battling uh, a little bit of a, a sickness here, so I apologize to everybody that's got to listen to my voice, but. Um, Last night was it was um I think it was on par with what you said. It wasn't disappointing. It was uh definitely some fun. Um the three point contest to me was the uh was the best takeaway that I got out of it last night for sure. Yeah, we'll roll through what's happened so far down at All Star Weekend in the Rising Stars game. We had um Mike's pick, Team Pal, win. Mike, I believe you also called Jose Alvarado as the MVP. Am I correct on that? I would like to have called that. I did call Paolo, but I said I Oh yeah. I did kind yeah. of shed some light on uh, Jose because I thought he'd be playing hard. and Yeah, he did. What did you guys think of the event? We'll start here with you, James. Did, were, were you were you happy with it? Um, we talked about kind of the old format. Like, do you think this is the way they should stick with it? Or do you think we should kind of go back to where it's just one big game with all these guys playing? Uh, I didn't hate it last night. I thought it was pretty um, – I thought it was fun to watch. But um, like we alluded to last episode, I like the, the world um, versus USA format better. Um, with that being said, uh, I enjoyed watching it last night for sure. You get, um, you get to see more, more of the young players, um, with more playing time, I guess, um, because there's less guys on each team type of thing. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it last night. Mike, what are your, what were your thoughts? Kind of like what we said, I, I did like the world uh, versus USA format in the sense that we could highlight, really highlight these international players. But I actually found myself pleasantly surprised with um, the format um, the other night, uh, kind of like the bracket, you, you win in advance. Um, I like how they kind of got right to the next game. It was, um, you know, wasn't too much time in between. It kind of had like a good atmosphere, a good flow to it uh, overall. So um, I like what they did. I, I think they could probably keep this again next season um, and, and have success with it. I'm sure they'll change it down the line. But I thought I thought in its first uh, time doing it, it was pretty good. Yeah. Do we think? Well, they uh, they did it last year as well. But do we do we think like oh, they um, they change it too much? Like, do we think the issue with this could potentially be consistency, or do we like the fact that there's always kind of like a new layer to kind of each event every year? Well, you could start, Mike, or Jamie, whoever. Yeah, I'll start. Um, 
I think to answer that question, it would be um, they'd stop changing it if it worked well. I don't know if that makes more sense. I mean, like, they keep changing it because they're obviously trying to hit, um, I don't know, like, maybe viewers' um, number or something. Um, I like consistency. Um, I think if you're playing in that game, you like consistency, so you know what to expect. Um, but And it's funny you bring that up because Dame kind of alluded to um, talking about in the All-Star game when he was mic'd up shooting uh, warm-up threes about, you know, you're not really sure what to expect because you don't know what team you're on at practice. They didn't know who to play with. Like, it's just kind of like a different aspect. Yeah, you're kind of just like thrown out there um, with, I don't know, a couple a couple nights notice. And it's not like you're all getting together with the team that you're about to play and running through a, a walkthrough or something like that. So I understand the, the problem with that for sure. Mike, um, your thoughts, and then I have one last point or one last question about the Rising Stars game, and then we will move on. Whether consistency would be an issue? Yeah, uh, do we think the like do we think the consistency is going to hurt the viewership in the long run with like it just changing a new layer every year? It's it's tough. I I think in hindsight, yeah, that does hurt it. But if they if they keep changing it and eventually get to something that like okay, this is it, this is like really good, we found it and roll with that. You know, I think they're working towards, um, you know, progression each year and trying to get to be better and better and better. And so I find that okay. But I find if you switch it up too much, people lose a little interest, in my opinion. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's like sometimes you just go into these events, like, and there's like, oh yeah, we added this rule. Like the mm-hmm. one year they added the, the two extra three point shots from deep that are worth three. Yep. Um, when that when they added that in, I didn't even know. And then like it's just like weird how like I obviously not going to advertise a little change in the All Star Weekend, but I just feel like we don't know like what's truly going on sometimes. Last question that I want to get to though, do you guys remember who? If you remember off the top of your head, or you can look it up real quick, um, who in the Rising Stars game do you guys think has the brightest future in the NBA of the group of guys that were playing it, it on any of the teams? Could be Scoot Henderson, Evan Mobley, Paulo Bancaro, uh, maybe even Jalen Green, Jay Nivey. I know it was a rookie of the year pick. Jamie, I'll start with you. Which one of the guys will have the best careers in the NBA? Um, for me, it's probably three guys. Um, I know you probably want just one, but I can't. <laughs> I'd probably go Mobley, Bancaro, and Scotty Barnes. Um, I didn't see a whole lot from Scoot last night. We saw the dunk and um, a little bit of action. Like the first but play too. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to um, kind of gauge what um, he will be quite yet. Um, I haven't watched a lot of tape on him. But, I mean, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, and... Ben Carroll all have the size, they all have the skill, and they can all lock up when they need to. Um, ben Carroll probably being the, the the best scorer out of the three, but um, I mean, Evan Mobley is going to be a monster on defense his whole career. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I think I, I think it's just interesting. I, I should have asked this uh, when we were doing it originally, but I definitely wanted to Come back to it. Mike, who do you have as the best of this group in the next five to ten years? 
I'll probably follow suit here with Jamie um, and just really. No, highlight. we are all not picking four players. We got to pick no, one. No, 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 no. In the sense oh, that, my <laughs> in the sense that two stick out, <laughs> and it comes down to Mobley and Bancaro. But I lean Bancaro. I think coming in for the same reasons why I, I liked him as, as rookie of the year, but just like NBA body, like ready, um, comes out and asserts himself, and he he he's done that so far. Um, and I think this, there's a lot of potential. I mean, there's a lot of potential with all of these guys, obviously. That's why they're in the rising, you know, stars. But I, I see, like, a lot of potential for Ben Caro and him being able to adapt a lot of his game as he, you know, continues his NBA career. So that that would be my pick is, is Ben Caro. I think he just – I think he can take a lot of uh, big jumps throughout his career. Um, I – I mean, obviously, I would take Bancaro second. Obviously, I think this would come down to Mobley and Bancaro. Um, Jamie, I, I really don't think Scotty Barnes is in this discussion. Um, I know he won Rookie of the Year last year, but this year it's kind of like hitting a halt to where I've seen Paulo Bancaro take steps already. I've already seen Evan Mobley take a big step. Um, Evan Mobley, to me, is just elite defensively. I think he's going to be a uh, perennial all all NBA guy, perennial um, defensive player of the year contender. Um, and, you know, I just think his offense will develop as time goes, but it, with the change of him being like a true number four, a power forward now, um, it's just going to take time. So I think as, as he grows and as we see him grow, uh, it'll be better for his career. And I think that's why I would take him over Van Carroll. And not only that, I just think Evan Mobley playing in a winning situation is also holding his numbers back from being, I mean, if, if Evan Mobley was playing on that Orlando team, I would expect him to be averaging well over 20 points a game, probably like 22, 23, probably getting like 11 boards, where his numbers are a little deflated in Cleveland with all the all-stars around. That's a good um, point. That's just, I mean, I, I think it's those two, though. Like, I'm super high on Bancaro. I think he's going to be a great player. and We're going to have a lot of fun talking about the Orlando Magic next year, I hope. That's, that's my early take. Uh, next, we have the skills comp, uh, the skills challenge with the teams. Uh, I had the Utah Jazz winning. The Utah Jazz won. Mike had the team pow. I think I said that earlier, but if I didn't, my bad. No, for um, skills. I, yeah, for skills. I had, I had, I had team Utah. Yeah, you had the box. I Kumpo, yeah. Which Giannis just gets ruled out, and they just toss uh, Drew in, <laughs> that, which I thought that was actually going to work. but So corny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, Draymond made a pretty good like uh, comment. I thought he's like, if I'm if I'm the other Holiday brothers, I'm pissed at this that he just like jumped on there. Obviously, it's not that big of a deal, but uh, yeah, that's that was quite a bad pick by me. Uh, Giannis in that competition, I don't think helps him too too much. I mean, Giannis over maybe one of the other brothers. Sure, yeah, <laughs> not over Drew. No, not over Drew. Drew, I think he had like the 22 second down the floor and back uh, time, which was it was crazy impressive. It kind of saved him. I mean, it's just the other two were so bad. Yep. Um, yeah, the rookies came out of the gate hot on that first, uh, the first um, what do you call it, leg of the competition, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'm, I was feeling real good, and then that passing one came. I actually didn't mind that passing one. But, no, I, um, I think the skills competition is actually pretty cool. I just don't like how we have teams, and I wish it was like we had five individuals or six individuals doing it. Yeah, because, I, I mean, if, if you bring, like, for the Ana de Kumpos, yeah, they didn't have the honest, but 
there's still you got two brothers out there that have been with each other you know their camaraderie is so high that i mean they should have won honestly if you think about it but yeah, also, well, they hit no shots. I, oh. Also, they wouldn't be in the league if not for old Giannis. So that's I, my take on it. I think uh, you said you you like the the format of it, Steve. Or yeah, I kind of do, but I mean, I don't know. Like the team, okay, maybe not five or six individuals, but maybe five or six teams. I see. Specifically, last night, I thought that was was not too entertaining. Um, Especially when we have dudes just bricking shots everywhere, but maybe that's just oh, it looked bad. There's yeah, no doubt you, it looked bad. But and you have I mean, we play better players in it. I think it gives you a much better picture. Like if we have like Team Utah, Team Cleveland, Team Denver, and like you know what I mean, whoever you think would have the best like yeah. three man team for this, like you would have Jokic and Murray. And, they should you know, do. Should they do like a if if they are if they are to keep the team, would it make sense to do like from your team or the top three teams, however they they break it up, like like you said, five or six, whatever. Should you do like a guard spot, a, a forward spot, and then like a center spot, just to or like a flat, like inclusive? a guard or a forward spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that I makes sense to me, and I don't mind the format that that they have in the sense of like the different legs, but the teams. The, yeah, it, to me, the passing one, like it's cool that they have like the, you know, the moving targets and stuff, but. These guys are just out there chucking bounce passes from the top of their head and like one bounce, like one arm bounce passes. And like, I, I was talking to my uh, Barnes when we were watching it last night, like they're like taking like steps way over the line. I just feel like it's not very like, they're just kind of like here, go out here and do whatever. And we'll watch. I don't know if they like, like tying up on stuff, if that would make anything any better or if that would actually make it worse. But I make don't know. The, make the hole smaller and bring it in a little bit. I guess. Right. A little harder. Yeah, I, I saw the same thing. They were baseball pat baseball yeah, like that's, it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's really doing that. You know, I mean, I know it happens and stuff, but nobody's like really doing that. Also, Jordan Clarkson, bro. Dude, nobody's, he almost costed me. I was salty. Like, I can't I, dude, stand when he that, came bro. out with the chain, when he came out with that chain, I was bitching. I said, Oh, we don't got a chance. I'm not gonna get one of these right. Like not even jogging. More like a that just pisses me off, I man. Just yeah. play the game, dude. I can't yeah, start weekend. Cool. Yeah. yeah, you're too cool to like, like you're acting like you're LeBron, like too good for this shit. Like you haven't been an all star. Come on, yeah. man. Right. Go out and especially your home, your home, uh, like your home team and like city. Like go, go do. Like it's it's five minutes of hard work. Like and hard is a very like, like loose term to call it like go yeah, out there just, like hustle through it like make it look good that that's why i feel like some of obviously the all-star game and the all-star weekend sometimes gets a bad rap is because people are just going through the motions and i get nobody's going 110 percent, but like i don't it's know just a bad for look. the fans too like you know yeah yeah i mean it's i don't know it was frustrating but Easy also weekend man like these guys are probably half lit as well like you know what i mean like let's not act like these guys aren't partying all weekend and i mean tyler hero there was uh, a comment made in the group conversation i'm in a group chat i'm in uh he just looks hung over you know what i mean these guys are just out partying man so i i get it like we obviously want more like it's jordan clarkson but at the end of the day he's still one so it is what it is yeah next we had the three-point competition got really interesting down at the end 
And my first question is, has Damian Lillard ever missed a big shot in his career? Ever. <laughs> yeah, no, that guy's <laughs> not that I can remember. Not, I know he's more of a scorer than shooter, but he did win the three-point contest, fellas. That doesn't change anything for me. Yeah, I don't know. Larry, I don't know. Larry Bird? You're talking about a time in the 1980s okay. when he didn't even shoot. <laughs> no, uh, but it was no question that, like I, I said right before we started, as soon as Dame like, got in a rhythm in his first rack of balls, like it was like, yeah, this this might be a wrap here. But then he got cold at the end and almost blew it. Yeah. Makes it but interesting. When, but those two deep ones where he's getting threes on, though, those are those are his shots. Mm-hmm. I saw that Weaver State jersey, and I just knew, man. Nope. Uh, he's taking Dr- this one. Draymond also, again, not to highlight Draymond Green here, but he said, uh, like, he, he thinks it's cool and, and respects uh, Adam Silver to that he, like, allows stuff like that in the All-Star game or, in, like, in these competitions. And, you know, I, I know it went on before him, too, but, like, the fact that, like, he's like, no, you you don't you have to wear, like, NBA apparel or something like I I think that makes it more engaging to like the fans and like to people like we all like to see that we all like to see I, I think McClung had like his high school jersey or stuff. you know like I think everybody likes to see a little more personality to those guys like it, like their college or their high school really meant something to them yeah especially Dame a guy who um, wants to be a Blazer for life right so we know how committed and loyal he is to um, places where. His time is he spent his time. So, um, no, I mean, it was, I mean, the uh, the Pacers guys, man, I honestly didn't think um, Tyrese Halliburton had a shot last night. So, shout out to him. He, he did way better than I expected. I thought that release would hurt him. But, man, that first round, he was just, it was just wet. Yeah, after the first rack, I was like, oh, here we go. But just watching his shot, it's like I'm so I'm so glad he didn't win. Yeah, like I alluded to that last night. Like all these shooters around the world, they see <laughs> Halliburton shot, and they're like, "This dude better not win this fucking thing." I did not know, it, not that I've watched it closely or anything, but that uh, his shot, like his release, is I don't, it's bad, janky. Like it, it does not look pretty or smooth. It's wonky as hell. Yeah, especially when you have some of the best forms in the game out there. So, but Hey, I mean, if it gets the job done, that gets the job done. I mean, how Lowry was going to go on a run too. He messed up on like his like third or yeah. third rack or fourth rack. I think it looked like he was just smooth stroke. And it looked like you're right. It looked like he was like almost starting to catch a rhythm and like break it open. But yeah. Yep. And then he had, yeah. Was it the last rack? Can't remember, but he had he had a bad rack and hurt him. Uh, three point. I mean, Buddy Healed, Buddy Healed, man. I would probably start taking Buddy Healed in that competition every time. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's hard not to, right? Yeah. With that being said, we go to the dunk contest where <laughs> we did you wanna did you not want to say anything about Jamie and I's pick? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll call it out because Jamie and I and I told a couple <laughs> other guys that I was talking to him like, oh, feeling really good about Kevin Herter. Yeah, boy, I, um, I wrong. I got too. a text message yeah. that said I just listened to the episode, uh, or I or I was listening to the episode, and Jamie and Mike had me 
on hoarder, so I bet on him. I was like, all right, here we go. And yeah, uh, you, yeah I you know, told a couple of buddies like Herder, man, his my, odds are decent. He's one of the best shooters there. <laughs> my, I, I'm surprised I got go, go on, Jim. I got a quick text back like ten minutes. 10 minutes uh, later, like, uh, what the hell did you just tell me to do? Yeah, my uh, my brother was the same thing. He's like, what are you thinking for the three-point contest? I said, I'm, I'm on Herder. And I, as soon as he shot, I was like, I'm going to get the the angriest of texts back. But he must have not bet on him because if he did, he would have texted me. TB made a smart decision. Yeah, business decision. Yeah. Hey, sometimes it'd be that way. Um. Is that it for the three-point competition? Yeah, sorry, I, yeah, sorry I to interrupt you. Slide. I mean, I picked Hero, and Hero wasn't much better. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lowry. I liked Lowry. Didn't really do much better. So, tough uh, tough three-point competition for is the that, boys. Not as tough as the dunk contest that we had. What were you going to say, Mike? Uh, is it kind of like in uh, the home run derby for, like, the three-point contest where whoever wins the home run derby, sometimes they go on a slump after? Yeah, of course. Is it like that for three point? Oh, is that like a oh. narrative or no? Um, I don't I'm, know. I feel yeah, like okay. I've heard that before, but I, don't I know. feel like I have too. But you know, watch Kevin Hurd and you know Tyler here just go like splashing every shot in the next like couple games after. I feel well, like there's there's probably like three guys that you know aren't going to go in a slump after that, and it's like Dame, Steph, and Clay. Like they right. can do that yeah. every year if they wanted. That ain't going to ruin nope. their shot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> no. Um. But we we all the nothing but net podcast owes a uh, gentleman <laughs> an apology, fellas. All three of us said there was no shot. Um. And boy, that was uh that was a mistake for the boys. Um. We probably should have understood that he was a professional dunker, and this is all he does. And yeah. Max McClung, our our dunk contest champion, Swisher Dish, did he save the dunk contest last night, Jamie? Uh, or Swisher Dish, he did save the dunk contest. Um, I get, I don't know if he saved it. Like it was, it was fun to watch and stuff, but that's a tough Ooh. question to me. I'll, you think you think Zion would have beat him last night? Yeah. Bro, the thing is, the thing I don't think people understand about Mac McClung, though, like when you're talking about a championship round and he does every dunk on the first attempt, I don't know. Yeah. Well, everything was clean for Mac McClung. Like, that was one of the better dunk. Like, I bet you that's a top 15, top 20 performance in the dunk contest. Didn't Herb Jones only, didn't he make every dunk, too? I know the first, first round he went up, but didn't like Trey Murphy? Or yeah, Herb Jones, Jesus. Uh, Trey Murphy, didn't he make every dunk too? No, didn't he have one where he like uh, it was a bad pass or something? Well, I know on the first one he like tried to oop it to himself by throwing it up. Yeah, but I think, but I think that was a play on. So he like I think that was part of the like it was staged so he could walk around the oh, court and then Alvarado. Yeah, that's right. But maybe so I'm Alvarado Castillo. That was a sick play. I love that. The Alvarado yeah, that was that was, cool. that was that dope. was cool. That was cool. Yeah. See that's Especially the showmanship. Alvarado. That's the showmanship we were talking about. Like you need little things like that. Man, um, Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy would have won some dunk contests too. It wasn't for little Mac McClung. Yeah, uh, but like you were saying, he he got every dunk on his first attempt. Got them all clean. Um, he's a professional dunker though. 
Like, yeah, that's like what he's I known said for. last night to you guys, like this dude's been preparing for this his whole entire life. Right, and whereas <laughs> like a Zion hasn't. Yeah. Right. Like that's my question. Like I don't know. I honestly think I would probably lean Zion, but I think it would be super hard to beat Mac McClung in a dunk contest because everything he's gonna do is gonna be so clean. And I I also wanna like just say that he he did I mean, I did he have any props? I mean, I know he had his jersey and I know he like had people he jumped over, but did he have like specific like props of some no. sort? No. No. Right? Yeah, and I'm trying to like, but that's what I was saying. I think last episode was like he he just went out there and won on like straight like dunks. There wasn't like, any props last night, right? I guess I mean, no, well, Tim no had a prop. stupid, yeah, the stupid oh, letter. Yeah. And then what was up with the 3D printed ball? I don't know. Was that why like, do, harder to dunk with? Why or do something? Why do we care? Yeah, I, like I if it was harder to dunk with, it may it would make a lot more sense. To me, Dude, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Like I think that dunk minutes. was overrated. Jericho yeah. Sims owes me some money, is all I'm saying. That was absolutely pitiful last night. Jericho day. Sims might not be welcome back in New York. No. <laughs> that, was, that was booty. Like, that was, it was you did the same like, He's got a 44.5-inch vertical. Well, and that's I mean, what his, you do? Like, get the... His teeth almost hit the rim. The issue. <laughs> I'll give him that. His teeth almost hit the rim. Like, my boy was up there, but, like, the creativity was, like, a one. <laughs> I... I want to know what he was wanting to do with that letter. So I'm guessing he wanted to pull it off and hold it the 50 while his arm was in the room. No, I think he just he did what he wanted yeah, to. He I wanted to so. dunk it, take it out, and then hold the 50 up like in front of him. Like, oh, I yeah, got a 50. it wasn't clean. It Bro, wasn't. That wouldn't have know. been a 50 20 years ago. No, I don't. I don't understand how you have this much time to prepare for it, and that's what you do. Do they have this much time though? Like, when do they get invites? I bet you it's not for like two or three weeks before the all stuff before the event. I still think two or three weeks. Like, you spend ten enough. minutes after practice or before in the practice. middle. You, yeah, but you think it. Yeah, but that's the thing though. You think it's only a ten minute thing though? Like, I'm I'm saying know. a bare minimum. Like that. That's just spitball. Like throwing it out there. I mean, he's a young kid. He wants to put his name out there. Like, you're an all star weekend. Like, I'm sorry if that's me. Like. I'm taking advantage of the moment. Yeah. Like no, I, I oh. totally get it. But uh, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't know. That that was just ugly. Yeah, it was bad. I just, I mean, some people are just in-game dunkers, man. Like some people are just athletic, but like it's just like there's so much more to like a dunk contest than athleticism. And I think the other reason I want to swing back to on Mac McClung, I also think it's going to be hard to beat him because he's little, like he's smaller. Yeah. Um, Trey Murphy, you know, I think Trey Murphy is three, four inches smaller than what he is. He gets way more love for his dunks. Um, I think that's another reason why I don't know that a guy in the NBA right now could beat Mac McClung in a dunk contest. I just don't think anyone's as prepared, and I don't know that anyone, um, I don't know, he has like that story, that golden storyline that Nate Robinson had that made Nate Robinson, what, a two or three time winner? I think I think John Morant might be able to. Just Jaws all talk though. He's he's not going to be about it. Like he's not going to do it. No, I know he's not. I'm just saying for the fact that he is smaller, but his spring is crazy too. I don't know. He seems to be creative. Well, the the elephant in the room is Mac McClung. It's just like the fact that he's yeah he's small and he's white is like not as expected from from him. You know what I mean? 
I don't know how to really explain that without getting too like deep, but no, I, it's just I, I, like more surprising because you're not used to it. It's rare. I did. I do think I saw a stat, and I, I actually don't know how accurate it is, but I thought it was he's the only he's this only the second white person to uh, to win. I don't know if that, how true that is, but I, I I'm gonna chime in just with my piece on whether he saved it or not. I I'm kind of with Jamie in the sense that like I don't think. I mean, the dunk contest was definitely at a low point the last couple of years, but, like, was it that bad to where he, he just saved it? I, d- I definitely think the man you just... Don't, you, you don't remember last year's then? No, last I, re- year's I remember dunk how dunk contest was... So just one year, and we think it's, like... I, I'm telling you, man, like, it, but it's not just one year. When was the last good one? Like, 2018? I mean, I guess. To me, if it's, 16. like, saves... 16? Like, it better like, that's be... That's my point. Seven years? Seven years of bad dunk contest is not good. I guess so. I mean, he definitely breathed life into it, so I guess in that regard, yeah, maybe he did save it. I I think the word that comes to mind is revitalized, maybe, instead yeah. of saved. That's what I I feel like um, I like. Because yeah, like, I mean, it seemed like there was a different energy last night. I don't know if that's just because I haven't watched as closely in the past. But, I mean, maybe that's for good reason. I had no... No, no, I think we did watch closely <laughs> in the past. The issue is, is it's just not memorable. It's not good. There's a lot of hype too, like expectations, with, which yeah. like draws it into. And then well, that, and that's to... what they're always gonna put their like. You know what I mean? Like All Star Weekend, the biggest thing about it is the dunk contest on Saturday night. Like that's just, it's bigger than the game itself, in my opinion. Like I just feel like because you got to think Saturday night is when all the stars are in town. That's when all the hip-hop stars, like, it's not just basketball players in Utah for All-Star Weekend. It's all the raps. That, like, it's the whole culture. Yeah. The, the culture of the game goes there for All-Star Weekend. Um, you know what I mean? So Saturday night is, like, the night. Yeah, 100%. Um, oh, uh, he, he was, again, I hope I wasn't too disrespectful to him last episode. I, again, remember what I said, but I was not. I was not expecting to be blown away the way I was like that. I I knew he could dunk. I thought he would do like you know well, but he the dunks he had, I was like, sheesh. He put on a show. He, he put on a show and like did it well and very humble too. You know, yeah, biggest show of the night too. Like he was the the performance oh, of the night goes easy. Kid. Yeah. Can can I rest off that for a second just and say? Mm-hmm. Did, did he just because of that dunk contest just make himself like a career? Not a career, but like I don't think so. I know. Like I, they called him off right before the dunk contest, and then they're gonna they're gonna send him right back down. Like he's not gonna play the Sixers. And everyone's like, oh, like he just made a name. Like people are gonna be calling about him. Like, are they though? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they, I mean, I think like. Not as avid fans, like the casual fan, I'll say, will be calling for him for sure. They're going to be like, oh, why isn't this guy in this league? In the league, this doesn't make sense. Like, sure, I get it, but obviously, I think like when you watch him play, the defensive downside is just way too much. Um, the offense isn't terrible, but it's not elite enough um, to be in the league at his size. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. I don't even know who I'd even compare his game or him to. Just uh, It's like a very, very poor man Isaiah Thomas. Like so. Celtics okay. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Can't I mean, defend anything, but, you know, can kind of, like, isolate and score. And 
can kind of do some fun things. Yeah, uh, he's like, a, I think he's only played four NBA games. Though. I don't know if his game is like Isaiah Thomas, but his path to the NBA is in that same road. Yeah. So I, I I hope he does. I hope he can get minutes somewhere, even if it's like eight minutes a game or something. But I don't know if he made it himself a career or a, a, got himself a job, so to speak, after that. If it does, I mean, I'd love to see him in the NBA. Sure. But, I mean, it does he has a... Huh? God, yeah. It doesn't help that it's he's a member of the 76ers who's a finals contender, so it's not like they're going to... If, if, if it was the Rockets or the Spurs, maybe he'd get a little more burn, but the Sixers are like, no, we got business to handle, buddy. We gave, we yeah, gave you your 10-day. That's about all we can do for you, bro. <laughs> he showed out. He showed out in that 10 days. Best 10 day ever. Um, let's get into the buyout market, guys. This is kind of the last push. The next time we meet, um, playoff rosters are going to be set um, March 1st. No matter who else gets added after March 1st, they won't be able to play in the playoffs. So the buyout market's going to kind of get hot here. We have Danny Green to the Cavs. We kind of hit on that a little bit about where he would fit best. He, he, he says he's going to the Cavs right after. Um, you know, and then it obviously it leads into Kevin Love getting bought out. So the Cavs have obviously told Kevin Love he was done for the year. Uh, Kevin Love probably wasn't impressed. He's going to sign with the Miami Heat. Jamie, do you think Kevin Love can add something to the Miami Heat that can help them make a run in the playoffs? Um, yeah, I mean, K-Love, what, nine years as a Cavs? The issue is he hurt his wrist and couldn't hit a shot for like a month. And as soon as they sat him down, they started playing together. I think they went like 12-2. and two. And, I mean, it's it's kind of like you as a Cavs fan, I'm sure it's like uh hate to see him go, but understand why we got to let him go type of thing. Um, but I think, I think Miami's a good fit for him. I think him and Bam could kind of work together a little bit. Um, he can spread the floor so he can keep that paint open for guys like Bam and Jimmy to uh, drive to the basket for a little driving kick or to finish um, on some bigs. Um, I don't think it makes them a contender necessarily, but I think it helps them a little bit offensively. I think it's the place that makes the most sense for Kevin Love. It just feels like they get a lot of they get a lot of production out of these kinds of players in their older age, and he's going to fit right into their system. They play a lot of zone defense. I think they play zone defense on over half of their possessions, so that'll help him defensively. Um, he's just is going to have to make shots when he's called upon. He got cold. Jamie, you alluded to it. He did get hurt, so it'll be interesting to see if he still has some left in the tank. Mike, your thoughts? Kevin Love to the Miami Heat. Yeah, I think it's, like you said, it makes probably the most sense. I think... For what Kevin Love is and what he does, yeah, he can help the Heat. I'm, I'm not sure if it makes him a contender. Uh, I, I guess I would probably put him almost in the same spot as if they didn't have him. Um, like, I don't think they, like, jump up to, like, a three seed or anything. Or I think in playoffs, um, you know, I'm assuming they at least the Heat get in the play-in game. Uh, I think he, you know, can help if you need some shots here and there. But... Overall, like, glad he can find a spot and hopefully find his way into the rotation. Um, you don't, you don't think that he can get up to like the five seed though? They're sitting at seven. They're oh no, three, I mean, I I see two and a half. To me, I out. see one through four. I want to say locked. Yeah, one yeah. through four. 
Um, so yeah, I think I think they have all the. I mean, they're only two games behind uh, the five seed right now. I think um, two wins anyway. Uh, so yeah, I, I can see them working their way up there. And then again, if he gets in a full playoff series, then I think it could help him. But I don't. I mean, I'm not expecting him to go out and get 50 in a game with the Heat. Well, I don't know. No. I guess. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. 15 might be a lot, but. I, I just know I don't think the Heat fan base are going to be happy if he's taking minutes away from Udonis Haslam. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you get, get him in the playoffs, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Udonis will be all right. It's a good move. I mean, yeah, it's a good move. It, just overall, I think we might have touched this on touched on this before. Terrence Ross to the Phoenix Suns has been completed or is getting completed. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, this is big for the Suns. It's a shot at a wing. Uh, Terrence Ross, we'll see what he has left. He's a good scorer. Hasn't been that great of a defender, so we'll see if he can still defend when, you know, now that he's back to playing winning basketball. Um, if he's able to do that, this could be a huge pickup for the Suns. Do we, anyone have anything to say on Terrence Ross to the Phoenix Suns? Uh, uh, I'll say this. this oh, sorry, Mike. Nope, go ahead. Um, I'll say the same thing I said, um, I think, the last time we talked about it, and it's just a team like the Suns who didn't have much depth are just adding depth now, and that's a great, great guy to pick up. He can get you a bucket whenever you need it. Defensively, well, we're not really worried about that, but offensively, he's a he is a bucket. Mike? Yeah, I think... Um... Kind of what Jamie's saying, like he could go in there and probably there's times where they might need a couple buckets or a spark that he can provide. I find Terrence Ross, like whatever his role or whatever team or whatever the system is, he'll kind of just, you know, maneuver his way in and, and um, find a find a way where he contribute, can contribute. So I, I, that's what I suspect in that uh, on the Suns team for him. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. I'm sure it'll be it'll be it'll be fine offensively. We'll see if he can do enough defensively to play. Um, now we have a couple of guys that are still being talked about: Patrick Beverly, John Wall, Russell Westbrook. I'm going to come to here to start, Mike. I'm sure we have all saw that the Clippers appear to kind of be putting on like this press to sign Russell Westbrook. Do we think that's the right decision for the Los Angeles Clippers to sign Russell Westbrook? Uh, yeah, I I kind of think it's if I'm them, like if there's a player like Russell Westbrook out there, I I and the Clippers are still fighting very much alive in the Western Conference and rising. I don't mind that for them. I think he they know Russell for what he is. Um, again, veteran team. Uh, obviously has played with Paul George. So it, it makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. Now I don't, you know, I don't want to bring this back to the Bulls, but like, you know, when it comes, if I'm Russell Westbrook and it's the Bulls or the, the Clippers, like, first of all, I don't really, the Bulls are going nowhere. So why would I go there? And I don't even know what kind of time he'd be getting with them. Clippers are at least fighting, going to be a playoff team. And there, there's spots where I think he can actually help them and, you know, find his path, find his his spot in that system, and hopefully give them some um, positive contribution. But that's where I would go with that, is I think 
ultimately the Clippers, yeah, I think it's worth the pursue. Jamie, do you think the Clippers should sign Russell Westbrook? Um, I guess it's it's so tough, man, because Westbrook doesn't. It's hard to just throw him into a new situation because there's like a certain style that he plays with, and it's not like he can adjust to styles. It's more like the team adjusts to the style that he plays. Um, I actually thought the Heat were in that conversation too. I thought the Heat would be a better fit for him. Um, But like Mike just alluded to, if he wants to go to a contender, the Clippers are obviously that. And he he brings energy. And um, I mean, I've said this for his whole career. The guy, no one plays harder. Um, It's just, you got to take your, take your lumps and bruises with how hard he plays and how many turnovers he makes. I, I disagree. I think it's a really bad decision for the Clippers. I think it's a really bad decision for the Heat too, Jamie. Um, Bam and Jimmy and Russ on the floor at once would just kill their offense. Um, with That would just be a zero in the shooting pretty much, even if you have uh, Shrews and I don't even know, maybe Lowry they'd put with Russ, but um, the shooting would really hurt them in that situation. I just think with the Clippers, the issue with the Clippers is they have enough, like they don't, Russell Westbrook is, uh, he's kind of a cancer and I, I don't want to put that on him, but like we have seen him play with how many different stars we've seen him play with how many different teams. It always ends up in the same him leaving situation. We're looking for what Russell Westbrook's fifth or sixth team now. Um, I think the only situation that makes sense for Mike, and I, I hate to put this on to you, is the Chicago Bulls because the Chicago Bulls kind of have nothing to play for, right? Like he can kind of go there and do what Russ does best, go bring energy, uh, create uh, chaos. Um, I personally think his best fits with the Bulls just because the Bulls are trying to make the play in, and if they didn't sell, then they might as well take a shot at it. And the downside for them missing is a lot worse than the Clippers, in my opinion. And that all makes sense to me uh, as far as Bulls-wise. I just think I I need the Chicago Bulls to, if they're to get him, understand what's, like, he's not going to make this team a playoff team. And I think there's people that think that. Yeah, I, I, crazy I do too. No, no, I mean, I... I don't know if he makes, like, I think the Bulls are a playoff team with or without. Like, I, they're going to catch the Wizards, right? Like, they're going to catch the Wizards. They're, they, I've watched, the games I've watched in this last week and a half, I, I'm not kidding. I know I'm biased. They they are, like, the worst playing team right now with per talent on their team. Like, it's it's bad, bad. And DeRozan's been out, and it didn't look any better. So, it, it's like, no, it's not like a DeRozan thing, like, this team is just bad. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he gives them, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, the best thing I think Westbrook can offer to really the Clippers or the Bulls or whoever is that, like you said, can push tempo. Um, hopefully just add like, I don't know, he gets his hand into the assists, rebounds points, but it's not like a sustainable, like here's, you got 30 minutes to go do this. Like I'm talking like here's 15 and go get us some buckets where he can. Uh, contribute where you can, but other than that, like I, 
I, I think he it's more of a breath of fresh air on the Bulls end, and I think that's what people are looking for, which doesn't solve their problems, in my opinion. No, but he will, like, so if the Bulls do end up tanking, at least, like, I don't know. I, they can tank and get the fourth spot, potentially. There's like a 30% chance that if they were to tank, they could get the fourth spot, and they don't give their pick to Orlando, I believe. In which, that situation, right? Yes. So I don't know. You got your picks protected this year. That's interesting. Well, I mean, but I don't know how you just tank with Busevich, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine. And then if you do tank, you know what that's, you know that's going to do in the summer is you're just going to open up two new stars to be traded. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys, and I, I know we're not here to talk about the Bulls on All-Star Weekend. No, that's all right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know if you saw the most recent Lonzo Ball news, but not that it's, like, really any big news, but um, – Casey Johnson, he's like the Bulls, like media guy. Um, he covers the Bulls. Basically, said that Lonzo Ball still can't, is still not running or cutting, and that it, they're pretty. The Bulls are all, but it's all but a matter of time before after uh, All Star break they're going to announce that they're shutting him down. So, not, not again, not breaking news because we all kind of saw well, it coming, but it's like definitely confirmed now that like dudes, you I can't. Mean, you at can't this, shut down something that didn't get started. Exactly. That's a good point. At yeah. this point, is he going to need another surgery to clean up the other one? Like That's not good. If that's I think I, I, holy I, shit, I have a really a bad feeling, and I don't want to put this on him, but this really feels like Brandon Roy 2.0. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because I've heard that too, and it's about the best comparison you can make. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad. It's really sad because Zoe, Zoe is a super talented kid who is really starting to find his way, starting to shoot 40% from three. And really, uh, we saw how much he meant to the Bulls. Um, obviously, since he's been out, they were the one seed. And now, you know, they didn't make, they didn't do much last year and they're not going to do much this year, unfortunately, Mike. Um, but we, let's get back to where we were. And that is the buyout market. The other names, John Wall. I, I don't know, guys. I just, I'm kind of, I love John Wall. He was super exciting in the NBA, but it feels like, doesn't matter where he goes, that this is probably over with. If I had a team, maybe the Bucks. Like, I think the the Bucks could be interesting for John Wall, but I don't know that he's going to change much for anyone. So, Yeah. Uh, that is that, another one where this doesn't, doesn't feel good, doesn't look good, outlook's not good. Yeah. I've, I'd like to say I feel bad for him, but the amount of money he's made in his career just from not playing alone, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, made enough money for falling down in the club and tearing his Achilles. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Patrick Beverly, like him with the Clippers. That's why I like with the Clippers because I don't think they need a true point guard because when Paul George and Kawhi are on the floor, they they typically always have the ball in their hands. So I think Pat Bev could be a good guy to play off them uh, defensively. Yeah. yeah and Pat did, Bev we, did we touch on? Uh... Reggie Reggie Jackson at all? We touched on him last time, but we could do right. it again. Pause. Why? No, do you have something to say about Reggie? No, I was just he was in my uh my notes here. Yeah, nope, nope. We uh we touched on him to Denver. I, I like the move. They kinda needed that backup point guard. I think we were talking about their backup point guard situation. It wasn't looking good. So Reggie should be a good fit for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Alright guys, let's roll into our power rankings, but this week we're gonna do it a little differently. This this week we're gonna do our top three title contenders in each conference. So we'll start in the Eastern Conference. Jamie, who is your third 
uh, title contender in the Eastern Conference. As much as it pains me to say, because I wanted my number four in here, I'm going to go with the Sixers um, for, I mean, obvious reasons. They're, they've been playing really good basketball. Joel Embiid, MVP candidate, Harden, resurrected, it seems like. And um, the Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench, just sparking them. Um, yeah, I got Sixers and three. Mike, who do you have at three? I don't, yeah, it might be pretty chalk on, on this side of the board for me. I'm going Philly as well. Uh, Joe Embiid is playing MVP level. They have, they've been on a tear recently, but I do find there are pockets of their seasons where they've been inconsistent. I'm wondering if that, you know, going into the playoffs or, you know, later down the season, uh, later on in the season, I don't know if that comes to hurt them. But yeah, I'll go with them at number three. Yeah, I'm going to be different here, and I, I, this might come off as biased, but I'm actually going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have a nice second-half uh, part of the schedule where I think they can go on a nice little run. Um, I think they're going to finish third in the East. I think they're going to pass Philly. Philly has a tough schedule. Cleveland has an easy schedule. Cleveland already has the best defense. Cleveland has a top-ten offense now, and they already play at the slowest pace. So I think when you get to the playoff, the game obviously slows down. Um, I think Cleveland's going to create a lot of chaos in the East. I think they're better than people think. Um, I, I, I've been like kind of bullish on them, um, but when I look at all the analytical numbers, uh, they're they're like top ten in every category. They're second in point differential. Um, I think they're better than the. I just think they're better than what people like than what they've showed. And I think as they continue to grow together. Um, they're gonna. They're just gonna keep improving. So I'll take Cleveland at three. Mike, do you have it? Oh, sorry. I thought I heard this on one of their uh, broadcasts. Have they struggled against like the good teams this year? That's more yeah. of a question for you. All right. Oh uh, yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I don't yeah. Know. The record against 500 teams, but again, that was just what yeah. somebody said. I don't know how like actually true that is, but I mean, they're more of a, it's more of an a home and away thing. When they're at okay. home, they're fine. Like they've they've beaten Boston both times. They've beaten Memphis. I mean, they've beaten the good teams. They've beaten Milwaukee once. They've beaten the good teams. It's just I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think like when you look at it like as a whole, they didn't play well on that West Coast road trip, so that probably really hurt them. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not I'm not mad at the Cavs. For you being three, they were. No. It was between the Sixers and the Cavs, and I just honestly. The only I, thing that makes me nervous about Philly, though, is Embiid got snubbed of the starting in the All Star game, and Harden got snubbed of being in the game. I think that's huge for Philly. Yeah, you you think they come off with like a tear then? Or yeah. Like, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, so, honestly, I should honestly, I probably put. I don't know. I've been I've been back and forth. Like I want to feel good about Cleveland, but I do like Philly. I I I could still see myself picking Philly in the finals. But plus yeah. those Philly fans, man, they uh they've had a heartbreak as oh, yeah. of late with the Phillies yeah. and and the Eagles. So they're gonna be they're gonna be wild this postseason. Stay yeah. tuned. Very true. Yeah, yeah. You guys are you guys got me leaning towards Philly. I just didn't want to be chalk, but. No, oh, man, it's, that's, that's your home of... team, and it's a good pick. Like, they're good. Like like Jamie said, you can easily uh, – you, 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 you say you have them at three. Like, none of us are like, whoa, wild. Yeah. Stuff. Like, it yeah. makes sense. Just Darius and Donovan's shot making is going to be – like, not only do you get it out of one, but getting it out of both is going to be huge. 
and they've been good with all their guys. And ever since Kevin Love gone out, Jamie said they've twelve and two. So, with that uh, being said, Mike, who do you have at number two? Again, I don't know if it's going to be chalk as well. Um, I got. I don't want to do this, but I, I can't. I can't not do it. I, I'm going to go Milwaukee. Um, they played Boston the other day, and which is why I don't have you know these two teams switch. Boston basically has nobody, and they still struggled. Um, I think facing Giannis in a seven game series is you know uh, not good in, in the slightest, but I think their defense is still catching up with them, and I think Boston's defense is better, and which is why I have them over them. Uh, but things are clicking. We'll see what Jay Crowder does for this Bucks team. Um, he, to me, he really could be like a um, a huge propeller for them. Um, but he hasn't played basketball in a while, so it's very tough to kind of gauge that. Um, so I'll go. Ba- uh, sorry, Milwaukee at two here. Yeah, we're yeah the East. I think we're probably going to be pretty chalk. Uh, it's going to come down to Boston and Milwaukee. Um, having to pick one right now, I just think it makes sense to pick Milwaukee at two. I they may, I I think Giannis in a seven game series though is like way harder than people think. Um, I don't know. It's going to be close, but I'll, I'll I'll take Milwaukee at two right now. Boston's just they're probably the favorite to win the title right now. So As they uh, it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they've been the best yeah, team all year. So, so. well, and, since like November. And now all of a sudden, Derek White is playing at like an all star level, and that's scary for everyone else in the league when you got Tatum and Brown not even playing the last like week or so, a couple games off and they still win games. It's they got a well oiled Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing about Milwaukee. They when they're at their best, they're probably the best team in the league, but they just haven't been consistent. Where the Celtics they maybe haven't played as far as like the best all the time. But they're so consistent, and they just keep putting W's up, and yeah. that's why they're at one. Like we, we just trust Boston more. Yeah, for sure, because I think we saw it right, so it's just easier to trust. Yeah. Um, also, big news on Boston this week: Joe Missoula named as their full-time head coach. Uh, they dropped the interim label, which leads me to believe that Ime Udoka is now a free agent. That's that, that situation stuff. I gotta hear the story, man. I don't know who I gotta talk to to hear it, but I gotta get to, I gotta we get the whole story on that coming out now. People need to know. He was. Uh, let's not get into it. But the West. Yeah, um, yeah, and then Boston. We obviously have number one. All right, let's move over to the West. The West is where I think this is gonna jump. Um, I will start here with you, Jamie, at number three. Oh man, I've been honestly for the last hour. I've been I'm mm-hmm. between three teams and it's tough for me. Um, I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Um, I just think the Clippers have when everybody plays, they have um, a very scary lineup. Um, PG can score on anybody. Kawhi, we know what that man can do. And uh, yeah, I got the Clippers at three. And I bet nobody else does. <laughs> Mike, who do you have at three? Uh, you may not like me for this, Steve, but I'm going Memphis at three. Um, 
yeah, Memphis is great. Uh, they do a lot of things right. However, I know just uh, Jared Jackson brings the defense, but I know they're also a team that I feel like prides themselves on scoring more than the other team rather than locking down on defense. Um, I'm wondering if, you know, John Morant doesn't have a good game where their scoring's going to come from. Uh, you know, Desmond Bain, if he's not hitting. I don't know. That, this one, this I'm with Jamie. This one is tough for me, too. Uh, but I'm going to stick with Memphis at three. Interesting. I'm going to go with the Golden State Warriors because I still think, like, A, they're still the defending champions. We still got to get through them. But I think it's going to come together. I, I don't know what leads me to believe that. But I also know we are um, close to getting Steph back almost, I would say. And then we are only two games out of the four seed. So we could wake up three games out of the three seed. So I think we could wake up in a month and a half with like 10 games to go left in the season. We see the Warriors at the four or five spot, maybe three. That'd be a little far-fetched. But I do think the Kings will come down a little bit. So I don't think it's impossible. But I think we see the Warriors just right back in the thick of things. Um, And I just, I'm not writing them off yet. I have them at number three. Mike, who do you have at number two? Number two, I am going to go ahead and put Denver. Of course, as I'm talking about teams that are Memphis not playing defense, you know, it's not like Denver is a defensive juggernaut by any stretch. I do think they have improved. Um, but what does it mostly for me is uh, I think we're starting to see Murray and uh, Porter Jr. come alive a little more, um, or at least have spurts where, you know, I'll just use like, say, 20 point game for Jamal Murray. We saw it maybe once every. I don't know, X amount of games to start the season when, you know, when he's got back. But now I think we see a little more. I think Porter Jr. I think has picked up his game a little. And the big thing to me is uh, I know with Jokic, I'm getting consistency. And I think uh, especially in playoff time, but, you know, for the rest of the season, consistency is good. Um, So that gave them a little bit of an edge for me over uh, Memphis is just that. you know, I know I know Jokic is going to go out there and give me a triple-double almost. If obviously, he's averaging one, um, and I think he can produce, and that makes everyone around him better, and that helps in the playoffs. So I will go Denver at two. Jamie, you didn't think anyone else would have the Clippers, but I actually have the Clippers at number two. And be, I think it's just because I think they have the best chance at beating the number one team that I have, which is obviously going to be the Phoenix Suns, not to spoil anything here, but I already had them in my power rankings. Um, but I actually think like the Clippers are like one of the only teams in the Western Conference that can compete with the Phoenix Suns. And I just think it's because of Kawhi and Paul George's defensive ability. We'll see Paul George guard Devin Booker. We'll see Kawhi guard Kevin Durant. And I think that can cause some issues, especially, like I said earlier, if you sign a Patrick Beverly and you have Patrick Beverly just wearing down Chris Paul in a seven-game series, um, I, I, I think the Clippers can do a lot of good things. And I know it's still risky to put them this high, but at the end of the day, um, playoffs are about matchups. I don't like Denver's matchups with the Warriors, the Clippers, nor the Suns. So that's why I don't have them in my top three, which is kind of probably surprising. Um, I think Memphis is too immature. Um, I'm, I would rather take the upside of the Clippers because I think it's going to take a lot of upside in this playoffs to beat Phoenix in a seven-game series. Jamie, who do you have at number two? I have the Phoenix Suns at two. Um I mean, we know we know what the firepower that they have. 
um, bringing in KD with D-Book, um, they're going to be a problem. And the only reason I don't have them at one is a reason I'll get into right now, yeah, I guess. Spoil. Don't spoil. Don't spoil. Mike, go ahead. Who you have it to? Or Mike, yeah, did too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, at one, so I'll just start at one since I already spoiled. I do have the Phoenix Suns. The offense is just going to be dynamic. Kevin Durant is a guy that you can plug in in any position. I think we're going to see Phoenix end up as probably like the two seed in the West, put themselves in a really nice position. I think it's going to be a seamless fit. And I also think we're going to see Kevin Durant back from the all-star break soon. And I think they're going to get right to work. And I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix just goes on an immediate run. Monty Williams is an excellent coach, ton of talent. Um, we'll see what they do in the buyout market if they can add another guy or two, but I think they're well suited to go on a run in the West. Jamie, Jamie, who do you have at one? I have the Denver Nuggets at one, um, basically for one reason and one reason only. Nikola Jokic. Um, you say what you want about Denver um, underperforming in the playoffs. I just think there's nobody in the league that makes their team better than Jokic. Um, and he plays a center position. He, offensively, yes. I don't think defensively, though. Correct. Um, I think offensively, he just he makes every single person better. He'll he will get everybody open shots, and if you don't double him, he'll put thirty on you and shoot seventy percent from the field. Um, I just between Jokic. Um, Murray, Aaron Gordon, and Michael Porter right now, they are, I mean, they're the best team in the West and they're, they're climbing. Mike, who do you have at one? Uh, real, real quick. Cause I, I just need the clarification here. Who did they get Denver at the deadline? I know they got rid of bones, but who'd they get? Reggie. No, I don't think they got anything. They got a bunch of picks. Back. I thought oh, somebody... they got Thomas Bryant, Thomas Bryant. Yes. And then nobody, nobody, I thought they had somebody sign with them. Reggie Jackson? Yeah, okay, that's who it is. Which I, yeah, okay. So, again, not anything too, too crazy, but, um, yeah, number one, I, I got the Suns as well. Uh, I know I didn't even have them in my power rankings, but if I'm looking, uh, last week, if I'm looking full picture, it's hard for me not to put them there. Um you know, they lost a lot of defense, a lot of defense with Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson gone, but I, I still think they can get it done. Steve, you said it. Monty Williams is a great coach. Kevin Durant, you can plug pretty much anywhere. Um, I think they figure it out. This team has, uh, you know, is battle-tested, has uh, championship experience, or at least playing in the finals experience. Um, Chris Paul is still a leader on that team, whether he's not the Chris Paul, you know, we often think of. Um, Devin Booker is, is Devin Booker somehow. I feel like he still doesn't always get the recognition he deserves. So when you've got the two-headed monster offensively of D-Book and Kevin Durant, it's I mean, it's pick your poison and then let alone with Chris Paul facilitating. So um, that's why, yeah, that's why I'm going Phoenix at number one. And, and also, um, uh, as far as going through the West, um, there's not a lot of big, um, there's not a lot of centers in the West that Jokic will even have to, you know, stress that much about. Like, yeah, you can say whatever you want about DeAndre Ayton, but he can have 21 game and then five the next five games. And I mean, Zubak can rebound. He's a decent big, but I think Jokic can, can hold his own against those those centers. That's a good yeah. point too. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. And, and obviously, there's more. There's more to just guarding the center as being a big guy. You want to shot block and protect the paint. But just as far as center to center matchup, I don't think he hurts them that much um, going through the West in the playoffs. That's yeah, a, that's no, a really without, good point sorry, too. without a doubt. I was just uh, looking at something, but no, without a doubt. And I mean, you know, I think. Denver, Denver's smart. Like they're gonna do some things. They're gonna figure it out. And listen, the West is just really damn good. But I know if they match up, like they don't have anyone that's gonna keep up with Curry and Clay. Like Clay, before we get off here, first of all, Clay Thompson. Like why is like is he having the best year of his career? And like everyone's just like not talking about it because he's not the same defensive player. Yeah, I got, okay. So he's not having the best year because he's not doing it defensively. But his shooting numbers are like. Best year of his career type stuff. Is that real? Is that I didn't see? I didn't even know that. That's. I mean, it's like twenty four points a game. It's it's prime Clay Thompson. And he's he's stepped up big time, especially uh, yeah, up. yeah, and he's been playing really well. And I just I don't know, man. And like obviously, no one can really defend that. But I I just have a hard time believing Denver's in Denver's defense. I'm with you. I I know we just talked about. It. I don't have to, you know. Or sorry, Clay's only averaging twenty one, but his career high is twenty two. Okay, which is yeah, surprising a bit to me. But he's having a, a low key phenomenal year. Forty percent um, from three, ten point ten and a half threes per game. Like uh, people aren't talking about Clay, and Clay's like say ten and a half threes per game. That's what he shoot. That's how many he's shooting a game. Oh, oh. So like yeah. to shoot that many on forty percent is like wildly yeah. efficient. And um, I I heard this stat the other day when. Steph, Clay, Looney, Draymond, and Wiggins are on the floor. They are still um, the best unit in the whole entire league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And but I, this, sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, no, no. You finish your point. I would just say that the scoring is never going to be a problem with the Warriors. And in the past, they've had a really good defense. But this year, it's like they're not even, I don't even know if they're top 20 in the league in defense. They just can't stop anybody. Because I think they're top three or four in offense. They just can't um, seem to stop anybody. I might be able to find that. Quick. Yeah, no, defensively, they're probably about 17 or 18 in efficiency. They're number two at points per game yeah. offensively. And I think to kind of credit both of your points is that I think they, they have, like, t- turnovers have always been kind of a thing with them. And they were not a good road team to start this year. I, I definitely think that's improved for them. But kind of on the flip side, kind of gearing more towards your point, Steve, or just your uh, support of them, is that have, have we heard kind of some of the like the Draymond chatter? How like it kind of seems like he's thinking this might be his last year there too. Have you guys heard some of that or seen some of the interviews or comments he's said? Because I, I, I think. No way. Well, I think now, if that's the case, if that's what's going on behind doors and that's, like, rumored or that's the feel, like, I think they make, like, they might feel that, too, and realize this is kind of our last, if that's the case, this is our last push together as a unit, and that might be a huge motivating factor for them. And to credit that point, to credit that point. Defending their championship, obviously. Yeah, no, to credit that point, that would also make sense why they gave up James Wiseman for Gary Payton Jr., because I still think that is like weird. When you could have gotten Sadiq Bay, you've gotten um, uh, mm-hmm. Gary Payton. 
Nothing but that podcast favorite, Sadiq Bay. <laughs> the wild, wild west, man. The wild, wild, wild west, man. We could not get here. into Bay again. <laughs> we haven't even talked about Memphis. We haven't even talked about Sacramento. Honestly, I, I think Sacramento is in a bad spot. I, I don't know why I feel that they've played really well, um, but something just tells me that it's about to come down. Uh, but even if it does, they have to chalk this season up as a success, right? How can you not? I I, I mean, I, I don't see them plummeting. But I, I think the only way that you chalk it up as a success is if they make the playoffs. And I I think that's – I think well, play in. It's obviously sustainable. It's just yeah, going to get – at this point, they're going to make the playoffs. It's just where they are. So that's yeah. why I think – I mean, they, they've built a little something. They have are they good though? players. Like, they're only three and a half games out of the nine spot. That's just how it is in the West, though, man. Like, that's just how it is. I mean, the Pelicans, we can get into the Zion stuff real quick. It doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. It's tough to even no. gauge them right now, right? Like, Oh, it, I mean, it's easy to gauge them. They stink without him. I mean, Brandon, it, I don't know. It's just tough. They stink? They're not the same team without Zion, man. No, not even close. Like they, I mean, with Zion, without Brandon Ingram, he they were the two seed. Mm-hmm. Man, that, I think that's when I was called Willie Green Coach of the Year. We were taking the lot. Yeah. We'll do. Uh, we'll get into some predictions. We'll go back through our predictions for the sprint to the end uh, next week. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? All star. It's All Star Night. Like, yeah. Do we want to talk about? Oh yeah. Did you want to talk about? Yeah. yeah, I was going to – yeah, this will be the last thing we'll go over. So I definitely want to see, like, what do we think – like, who are we betting on for MVP? That's my question. Who are you betting on, Jamie? Because this is tough because, like, we're really not going to know until, like, we don't know the, anything, yeah. Um, who do you like? I, I mean, what I tend to do is, um, first of all, you look at where they are, and that's Salt Lake, but then – you think of the guy that is representing them, and it's Laurie Marketing who is not going to obviously get the MVP. I mean, bro, I thought you but, were about to say. No. I'm telling you right now, I would have ran you right off. No, of I'm just running through like my thought process <laughs> on betting for like this type of award. It's like first I go to that, and then second I go to like how young you are and how much you want to seize the moment, and then third is kind of like your peers like are they going to feed you once you get hot like for me i put money on jaw and i put money on somebody like Kyrie, um just because i know they can get a bucket whenever they want and they're exciting and um even their teammates would probably like feeding them the ball more because it's just fun to watch even if you're out there um, so i'd put money on jaw and Kyrie. besides that i i don't know <laughs> Jamie, you're giving us the full breakdown. I like it. I thought you were about to say Lowry. I was like, dude, we're not doing this. I, yeah. It would be the coolest story. I'm cheering for Lowry to win MVP, but no. Uh, Mike, who do you have? Who do you think? Who do you like? Uh, I'm with Jamie in the sense that I my first guy I go to is Ja. Um, especially in an all-star game, we know one thing. We want to see dunks and highlights, and you know everybody and their brother is going to try and throw a lob to Ja. Ja's definitely – I mean – not with the intention of like hurting somebody, but you know he's probably going to try and throw it on somebody if he gets the chance. Um, spotlight's kind of on him because the West has gotten better, and he's still saying, like, no, nah, I'm not scared. 
I think he kind of wants to go out and assert a little dominance. Um, I don't see him shooting a ton, but I can see fast breaks, people just kind of clearing the lane for him to like go get his, you know, jam um, and get the crowd and like, you know, the crowd like hyped up and stuff. So that's where I see Ja. And then I will go, despite maybe a little injury, uh, LeBron is 6-0, and I think, or 5-0 and in these games. Is that correct? When he picks, yeah, his when team, he picks. his teams are. Yep. And I think Giannis um, may want to change that. I think he, he might have to pull, I don't know how much the Avengers he watched, but pull the old Thanos, fine, I'll do it myself, and go <laughs> go out and just uh, do it himself and, and score X amount of points to make sure his team wins. He always plays hard. So I'll go Giannis as kind of like my, my 1B, but I'll, I'll, I'll defer to Ja as my number one. Then I'd... Go ahead, I'll just yeah. go real quick. I don't know why I didn't think about this before, but I'm going to change mine to Dame, just mm. because. Not if starting can, though. If I know, but if you can hit a couple in a row, you're going to get the ball. And if he gets hot, he can nope. have like a Steph Curry performance I like last say, year. No so I'm going to go Dame. I like. I personally, when I'm thinking MVP in the All Star game, I like the guys who get the assist, um, just because it's a, like a padded stat. Um, I like Luca tonight. I don't know why. I just think Luca's time is now, and I think he's ready to show the world that he's the best player. Like he wants to make his case for being the best player in the world. Um, he has range. He he's a great passer. I just think he's going to do a lot of little things tonight, and you know he's obviously going to make his highlight plays. And I know they're not going to be the dunks like Jaw right. and all this and that, yeah. but I think Luca's going to uh, fill up the stat sheet. And I I, I personally would lean towards betting on Luca, especially knowing. LeBron has the number one pick. For some reason, I think LeBron would take Luka. I don't know if it's even you can bet on it, but like Luka triple-double in this game doesn't sound too bad. Oh, I, yeah, that, and that's my point. It's just like he's going to set up. He's going to be the one throwing these lobs. Um, you know, I, you get credit when you throw these lobs. <laughs> if he's to score a lot, I think it's all from threes because like, like he'll get a dunk, I'm sure, but like he's not – It's that's not going to be his game here. Like it's not too – too too flashy so if i think he is to get mvp it's obviously like you said those other um you know those other categories like points or uh, assists and rebounds but then it's got to be like he's got to hit like seven threes as well and i don't think that's far-fetched if he gets it going early no no i'd agree and right now it's crazy but i think I, i checked i think i saw it last night but lebron is favored by like minus three and we don't even know the teams or anything he's like, fixing off. It's hard to yeah. argue. No, I'm just like, why? You know, why? That's who I would pick tonight. Who, who, who are you guys picking? Team Giannis or Team LeBron? If you miss this, you're fired. Le- well, LeBron. LeBron. Team LeBron. Yeah. Giannis, is Giannis even going to play? Oh, I, I was expecting him to. I haven't heard differently, so that's why. Yeah, I, like, I'm sure he he's couldn't playing. do the skills competition, but he's going to go play in the All Star game. Like, he's he's a hell of a brother, Drew Holiday, some love, man. Yeah, that might be. Drew's more playing of... in the game. It's not. Like he, <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know but he's just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's not Giannis's work no more, man. I superstar. <laughs> they're honoring LeBron at halftime too, right? Yeah. Yes, for the scoring yeah, record, that should be interesting to watch. If he didn't, if he didn't win the game that he broke the scoring record, I feel like the next best thing is to I better win the game that they're honoring me at halftime. I'm not getting started with the late. <laughs> no, but I'm just no, saying like that, that would be going through my head. Like I didn't win that game. Well, you'd be damn sure I'm going out to win this game. If you're LeBron, though, are I don't really think you give a shit much about this game. 
All-star MVPs? Where's LeBron at? Three? And the record's four? I think uh, he does care yeah, Kobe's got the record, right? Oh, he definitely cares. <laughs> we, I know we sit here and like, oh, these guys, these guys care about every little thing. The reason why they had to change the way the draft was is because the, everyone's like, oh, who cares about being last? These players be, care about being last pick. Damian Lillard even talked about it. These guys don't want to be last pick. Like, they care about every little thing. What do you think about that since they're on it? I mean, uh, yeah, these guys are competitive. The reason why they're the, they're in the positions that they're in is because they're competitive. So I think it should matter. Every little thing should matter to them. And, and okay, let's do this real quick. Who gets last pick tonight? Huh. Oh, probably like a Pascal Siakam, no disrespect. I'm going to Sabonis. Yeah, it could be a Sabonis too. I'm trying to think of who else is in. Jaron Jackson? I think Jaron Jackson does too many cool things to get picked last, though. It's probably like between it's probably between like three, right? It's like Siakam, Sabonis, and Markinen. But at the same no, time, Markinen's you're a in... starter. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You got yeah, moved so to it's a starter. One of those two. Yeah. I would, and I would assume Lowry wouldn't just because he's a hometown guy. Yeah. So if you so pick Lowry, like, you get the hometown fans. Yeah, that'd be cold. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I would go with the one. Yeah, seven. LeBron has three MVPs, so. He could be in play for four tonight. He could be. He could push it, knowing it's one of his last chances. No Kevin Durant in the game. No Steph Curry in the game. I just think he also wants to hear. And he's. Not, I don't think he's a wildly egotistical individual, but like for him to keep the narrative of like I'm doing this at age 38, broke scoring record. Then you know if he wins All Star MVP, everybody's just going to be like pounding that into the ground too, rightfully so. But like I think that's just more. Of, more of an avenue to be like, see, I, I still get this done, even though it's the all-star game, but like chuck that onto my accolades as well. I, yeah. Well, he would be tied for the most all-star game MVPs with Kobe. So, I, and I think that goes a long way in itself for him. And oh, I know. We're yeah. We got to, yeah, no, no, this is it. We're, this uh, is, Jamie, make also, your point. We're wrapping up. LeBron out of anybody can probably do the least there and still get the MVP vote. Because yep. like the night's that basically his, and the league, you know, he's in his 38th year. So right. that's all I'll say about that. 38th year of life, not in the NBA. <laughs> Although uh, you, well, you wait, in, you wait. Yeah, in 15 years, he'd probably still be playing at <laughs> 85, just coming down the court like a freight train. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope so. That'd be cool. I I could I could do another 15 years of LeBron. Jesus. As long as he's not on the Lakers. <laughs> no, don't blame him for the Lakers. Blame your GM who took four years to put decent role players around him. Let's not get into it. I'm not blaming him, but let's not. <laughs> this is a conversation for another day. Yeah, because we don't have time because, guys, it is that time for us to get out of here. Jamie, final thoughts, final comments, and your goodbyes. Yeah, we're coming on the uh, – the last stretch here, the regular season. Um, appreciate the views. Um, they've been up as of late. I'd love to see it. Love to hear it. Um, as well as feedback from anybody. Um, yeah, so continue to listen. Um, it's about to be a crazy night, an all-star game, I think. The last few years have been a lot of fun, and I'm excited about 50. it. Mm-hmm. That's had 50, 50 last year. Michael. 
yeah, I hope everybody enjoys the game tonight if you're watching. Um, I hope it's they've, they've done well in the last couple of years. It's been fun, um, you know, especially when all these guys get a little competitive down the stretch. So hopefully we see some of that. Hopefully we see the big names uh, go make big plays and everything. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for all the continued support and sticking with us through some of these extra episodes that we sprinkled in. And we appreciate it all. And, you know, we'll see you next episode. Mike and Jamie, appreciate you fellas. Appreciate you fellas a lot. It's been a great, it's been a great episode. It's been a great ride. Episode twenty-five. We are flying through, flying through this season as we are only three, or we're only about twenty games left into the season. Um, it's been a blast. It's going to be super exciting to see how the end of the season goes. Uh, we still haven't solved the changing of the landscape of the NBA yet, but we will once the All Star Gate all-star break ends and then it'll be the final sprint to the finish line to see what we have for the playoffs it's one of the best times of the year in the nba our listeners have been phenomenal these past couple weeks we appreciate you guys uh we see the numbers are going up and um you know we we couldn't thank you guys enough and with that being said we will catch you guys next week talking about the sprint to the finish line peace out listening to the Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Nothing But Net.